0: Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit,
1: your total Ontario hunting podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part
0: by Titanium Archery Products.
1: TAP specializes in vibration control and enhances the stabilization for your archery equipment. Use code OntarioOutdoorPursuit, no capitals, all one word, to get 15% off your order.
0: This podcast also endorses a healthy living made from our friends at Kickaboo Spices, locally made in Ontario for hunters by hunters to help you enjoy all your wild game meats. Use Kika OOP for 10% off of your next order. Welcome back to another episode of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. Today we are joined by a very special guest, one that we got the pleasure of meeting at the 2019 ATA show. The
1: coolest broadheads we've ever seen
0: and shot. Absolutely. You guys may have seen some of our stories that we've been briefing on already via Instagram. And joined with us today is Bill Vanderheiden. Bill, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing excellent, man. Thanks for joining us. And uh, so, yeah, obviously, we have a bunch of listeners that need some questions answered. And we love the product that we got our hands on. So why don't you talk to us a bit about who you are and what it is that you do at Iron Will Outfitters? Sure. I'm, I'm Bill and I'm the,
2: the lead engineer. I was a, a co-founder, um, along with a, a partner of mine. Um, and I'm, I'm currently, and I'm currently the owner, but mostly what I do is I do the design development, um, manufacturing development also for the broadheads.
1: So how'd, you, how'd you guys kind of get into the whole broadhead thing? I mean, like, you know, it's a huge market and you guys stood out to us a lot, but it's, it's so vast. Like what kind of made you want to go into broadheads? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a
2: mechanical engineer. I've been designing components, and mechanisms for, um, other companies, um, doing product development for many years about 25 years now an avid bow hunter so i grew up in wisconsin hunting whitetails um, moved to colorado about 20 years ago now and um, started hunting for you know, elk and mule deer a lot and had a bad experience where i hit a shoulder blade um, on an elk and the broadhead failed and i really decided i was going to find a better broadhead that was my initial my goal is just to find a better one you know i did a lot of research on the broadheads out there did a lot of Know, analysis. Um, you know, I read the different studies that were available at that time and just started a several-year process of first evaluating what was out there and then deciding that I really wasn't happy with uh, a lot of the materials, and the processes used. They're really kind of low-end materials, low-end uh, manufacturing processes. So started designing, developing my own um, over
1: many years, really just with the goal to make something better for myself and my friends and family. Okay, so you guys have A lot of different material than what we normally see, and we saw the chart while we were at the ATA show. So you guys kind of you use grade five titanium in your ferrules for the broadheads, and A two steel in the blades. Now you know someone who like me doesn't have the background. What does that mean for the common consumer?
2: Yeah. So on the on the ferrules, the the typical ferrule material is like sixty sixty one or seventy seventy two aluminum. There's a few that are using. Um, steel It's usually in an annealed condition like a 303 uh, stainless um, so a softer steel and what I saw through testing is that um, aluminum ferrules, you know, were bending quite easily when I hit heavy bones so I wanted something stronger than that um, and even some of the softer steel would at times so I knew I wanted a hardened steel um, or, or I ended up settling on for the lighter weight heads we have I used a grade 5 titanium so that has the best Strength to weight ratio of really any any material. Um, it's used a lot in, in aircraft um, because you can get you know stronger than say 303 stainless. I think it's 40 50 percent stronger than that, but it's uh, much lighter. So you can get a lot more material there. So I really feel like for 100 grain broadhead, you can't beat grade five titanium for having a good um, a good furrow with enough material to be strong and then have really really high strength um, impact strength. Um, as well, so and it's you know it's not used very often because 35 five titanium it's hard to machine. You only know, machine it in the in the final hardened condition, so we can hold really tight tolerances you know, we can hold concentricity of, of under a ten thousandth of an inch um, with that material machined in the hardened state. Um, and if you harden it after machining, you'll get some amount of distortion. Um, so you know, the material itself is very expensive, and then the machine process takes a lot longer. So I think these uh, probably cost five times as much to make as typical feral materials, but it is, it's the best. And so that's really what I was going for is, um, you know, at, at these other companies I've worked for, you typically can't just use the best materials and processes because it, it's, um, you know, you're trying to meet a, a manufacturing cost so that the company makes a certain amount of money. And, and this company, I just wanted to make, make them the best I could and then, uh, you know, see if they sell or not, but I would at least have the best broadhead that I that I wanted to use, so that's, that's kind of been my goal from the beginning. But that's the ferrules. Uh, we can go to the blades, too, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah it's just,
1: I don't, you know, like, from my point of view, I don't really know what that type of steel means. I mean, through testing, I know it's hard as hell and it's durable, but, uh, like, from a, your point of view, what's that type of steel do versus other type of steel for the blades? Yeah, so... 90, 95 percent. Um, you know, I've heard from a few blade,
2: blade manufacturers that probably 95 percent of the broadheads out there are using 420 stainless steel, in, you know, some type of 420, basically. And if you look at if you look at blade steel comparisons, you know, knife blade comparisons, 420 is really listed as the bottom the bottom of the list. You know, it's 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 kind of an entry level blade steel or a marginal blade steel. And what I mean by that is the hardness um, is typically 50 or maybe 52 Rockwell C, and if it's not very hard, you can't get as sharp of an edge to start with, and then the edge doesn't stay very long. It, it, the edge retention is poor, the edge wears away quickly. You know, you go through high, they're, they're starting to dull. Um, so most most plays use 440. There's a few... Most blades use 420. There's a few that use 440 stainless, which you can get a better edge for sure. The problem is it becomes brittle when you try to get that high hardness and and also some impact toughness. The benefit of A2 steel is you can get a high hardness and a high toughness. So A2 steel is typically used for metal stamping dies, for instance, because it has a great impact toughness often sometimes used for knives that need to have higher toughness, Um, you know, military knives or something where you're going to see more abuse. But the great thing about it, you know, I I went through five different steels before I settled on that one. And what I like is you can get an excellent edge on it. We use a 60 Rockwell C hardness, so very hard which means we do a three-stage grind and then a super fine honing, and we can get extremely sharp edge with that high hardness, um, and it retains that edge really well. Typically, you can shoot through an elf, um still shave hair with it. By having it so sharp, it also greatly reduces the force it takes to push through. um, So our penetration increases greatly as well with that steel because of the high hardness. And really I picked A2 steel over some of the other premium knife steels because of the impact toughness you can also get with it. So not only is it a lot harder, it probably has three times the impact toughness of the other um, broadhead blades
0: out there. That's real interesting and you know, we kind of did our own small kind of field test with the broadheads uh, flight and both penetration testing just to see what you know and comparing it I guess more of a comparison I would say to what else is on the shelf out there. But the fact that we could run those through like this we use the same broadhead three different targets two dozen times and the things it still can scrape uh your nails like it's it like it just came out of the box. So one of the testing that I had seen uh on Instagram from you guys was actually the um, the penetration that you did through the moose skin right what else kind of testing do you guys do um, like obviously it doesn't just stop there but you've obviously done some bone testing as well as infield testing
2: yeah you know I've, I've done a, a ton of testing over the years um, I spent about seven different about seven years um design iterations and testing and trying to make improvements and really the my goal was to get max penetration through a big animal like like an elk you know get through the shoulder blade the hide the shoulder blade um, get a pass-through and stay. Short. Sharp. so we did a lot of you know, bone impact testing um, a couple weeks ago posted on my instagram that we did uh, shot through some heavy moose bones you know the leg bones of the moose and was able to blow right through that that bone and still spin true afterwards so impact toughness is good you know it doesn't bend or break on bones but some other testing that I've, I've done more recently is uh, you know the force to go through different materials and one one I did about a year ago was tan deer hide and hair and, and an inch of foam and Eye, but I'm zoomed up 200x, and you can see that you know they didn't start that sharp, and then they quickly became more
1: rounded. Now, talking back to the moose bone one, we uh, we saw the picture, and I don't know if everyone who's listening has, but it's on your Instagram, like you said, Iron Will Outfitters. You didn't just penetrate the bone like you know by an inch or two; it was it was through there really well.
2: It blew through there and buried into a head of Reinhardt Reinhardt block. Tarp you know just a foot past it so it buried into the target i just pulled it back so you can see the broadhead um and the bone but yeah it would have it would have been a pass through for sure um i shot through a bunch of moose shoulder blade including kind of the thickest part of that shoulder bone i could find and you know through those shots it blew through no problem and it was it was staying sharp and shaving hair and i just decided to try that that heavy moose bone i think it's about three inch in diameter um just just to see what would happen more of a durability test i wasn't actually expecting to pass through it but it blew completely through it and that picture i showed I'm, i took some high speed
0: video i'm still working on uh, getting that video but i plan to uh to show that as well kind of high speed video of it Oh, well, i'm looking forward to seeing that for sure kind of you know related to to hunting those big game animals joe rogan and i we've seen that cam haynes uh who we also got to meet at ata they got th- their set as well um have you got any feedback from those guys that are that are hunting those big game already
2: yeah we have um I don't know, maybe a 1,000 people that used them last year on, on uh, the game. Primarily, you know, our sales were primi- primarily to elk hunters, uh, but number of deer hunters is, um, is picking up for sure. I think a lot of guys that are, are heading out west for elk think they um, should step it up a bit versus the broad they've been using and that's often when they tread out our heads but getting a ton of feedback from people um, with, with really great results this year um, and yeah, you mentioned uh, Joe Rogan people will say that was brilliant marketing giving them, giving them to Joe Rogan and uh, yeah, the truth is he, he just bought them he bought like three dozen broadheads and I wasn't sure if it was actually the real Joe Rogan or not, but um, then he, and then he sent me a DM um, asking me about him and, you know, saying how, how much he liked them and appreciated all the engineering that went into them. So,
1: that's awesome.
2: Anyway, yeah, he shot uh, an axis deer with them on a hunt with with a bunch of guys in the industry and.
1: Oh yeah, we know what hunt yeah. that was then. <laughs> There's
2: been a number of guys in the in the industry. I found out at ATA this year. A ton of guys came up and told me they tried them last year. And these are these are guys in the industry that you know really know their stuff and are uh, looking to use the best there is. And so that was great to see a number of guys like that using them too. Yeah, yeah
0: that we were super happy to see at ATA. You guys were pretty swamped when we went over there uh we did get to speak with dallas quite a bit but you were pretty well tied up and i'd say there was a line forming at certain points but yeah no that's it's kind of a shame that people look at it yeah it's just a great marketing of getting those broadheads out there but i think really a better way to look at it is what are those guys hunting those really are the right hands to have them in and you know as Iron Will builds and grows, I think that's the greatest bit of testing. And those are just the right hands to have them in, just to show everyone else you know, what, what we can really put these broadheads through.
2: As a small company, to start now, we've just been uh, about two years ago is when we when we launched the product. Really tried to you know make it public, and we had pretty limited marketing budget. You know, we never, we still haven't paid for a you know a single ad in a magazine or anything, or paid anybody to shoot our broadheads. So, you know, our approach was get them in the hands of the hardcore, serious you know out west bow hunters and see what they think of them, get their feedback, and, and that worked out well. I think you know having a, a high quality product is um, is only, only get you so far. You need to have people actually try it and give you feedback and if your product's not high quality it's not going to work very well either because you know they're not going to give you that feedback or tell people about it but as it turned out i think a lot of people had some great results and you know they were people have been impressed you know a lot of these people had in their mind what a broadhead was capable of and i really believe these are a step up from what anybody's used to in terms of how well they can penetrate how they can go through bone and still look like new you know go full length on an elk and uh and shave hair afterwards it's been people are pretty amazed by it and telling their stories and that's really what's helped us grow
1: tremendously in the last two years you know we don't really get elk up here in Ontario too much to hunt but we every year we go after moose and I can promise you that those broadheads will be in our quivers for moose hunting this year and probably from now on they really stood out to us and I think the looks of them as well like appeal you have to obviously appeal to people but the functionality of them was so good we did our testing here and you know you might laugh at it but we did like 20 inches of dense foam which isn't obviously the same as bone but it blew right through the 20 inches of foam Nice. yeah it's just they're awesome
0: well even right after this year i was uh i was fortunate enough to harvest a good ontario buck and i i didn't have a clean pass through with some of the leading broadheads on the market now and that was basically it, and it was about a week after that I had seen uh, Haynes was shooting in his backyard with the iron wheel with the cool engrave that he had, and right then I was said, you know, we've got to check these out at ATA. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was great that he showed them. It really helped get the word out, and um, he wants to try some of the new S100 and Deep 6, so hopefully he'll give me give me some good feedback there as well. And, you know, they were primarily targeted, or I was primarily going for max penetration on elk to begin with. So elk, moose, um, big animals, there's a big advantage to getting that extra distance through. But, you know, I also hunt mule deer a lot. And, um, I also go back and hunt whitetails with my brothers each year. And on deer, the advantage there, I think, is that, you know, for the typical guy's setup, you're going to get a pass through, you know, almost no matter the shot or the angle. uh, I've shot a number of them, run on, quartering on, or just slight quartering on through the shoulder. You know, the shoulder bone is just not a problem. It's going through there, in my experience. So I just think it gives you more room for error. Or even that, you know, broadside or slight quartering away, which is a, a great shot. It's it's good to get that pass through that that opposite
0: shoulder blade and get that exit hole as well. You know, for the quicker kill and uh, and better blood trails. So you know, I I, I want to have all the info out for everyone else to uh, hear as well. What models and weights um, do you guys currently offer? So
2: we have vented blade series, our V series, and that is a v100 125 150 175 and 200 grain options and those the blades are all the same actually And you know, those the weight differences in the ferrules we go from a grade five titanium in the lightest weight up to a, a hard stainless and the heavier weights and the ferrule just gets a little bigger as you go up and that was that's all we offered the first year in 2017 and in 2018 we came up with a solid blade it's really the the same blade shape, um, so it's basically a two-blade head with the with the bleeder blade, the three-quarter inch, you know, cross-cut bleeder blade. Yep the solid blade series um they weigh 25 grains more but the blade shape is the same it's just the vet holster removed and we have that in in uh, 125 grain on up to 225 um every 25 grains so uh, this year we just are now offering a solid blade 100 grain that one we have it up for pre-order now but we're going to start shipping um in late march and that's so that's the same same blade thickness, sixty-two thousand thick, A2 tool steel, um, same width, inch and the 16th main blade, and a three quarter inch bleeder. And the, the length front the back is just reduced on that one by about 12% shorter. So it gets the weight down to 100 grains. So that's new for us. We're gonna offer that in the Deep Six as well. We make Deep Six um, broadheads in 100 grain, and 125, and 150 grain. If, I don't know if you're familiar with Deep Six, but it's the Easton, you know, micro diameter. With mm-hmm. Special uh, 640 threads. Okay, We're we'll going to offer those. We're also going to add this year a couple of 200, 250 grains with no bleeder blades, just for max penetration. We call those the Buff 200, and Buff 250. I had several guys wanting to go, wanting to go to Africa and use them on Cape Buffalo, and wanting to know what's the best broadhead for that. And Cape Buffalo have these thick, overlapping ribs, so you've got to go through bone to hit the vitals and pretty thick bone. So if you're just going for max possible penetration. Uh, I think it's better to remove the bleeder blade, have an extremely sharp, durable two-blade head, so that's what we're offering with the Buff 200, Buff 250. Uh, really, for anything in North America, you can go either way for Moose, I guess, but I, I'd i recommend um, sticking with the bleeder blades, even for Moose, I think. We've seen a number of guys get pass-through shots on Moose. Uh, one guy was um, 60-pound bow, 26-inch draw, I think, and he got a full pass-through on a... A huge Yukon moose, and he split uh, the sapling it was ten yards past the moose, so it still had a lot of energy to go. That's
1: there. that's insane, shot. especially for that short of a draw length. Like, that's you know, it's almost unheard of for other companies, and especially expandables. Like that would never happen. Oh
2: yeah, for sure. Um, we had another guy shoot through. It was a fifty-yard shot on a moose. He was shooting a fairly light arrow setup. I want to say he was about 400 grains total arrow weight, which I would recommend going a little higher than that. But he he hit um, went through the near side shoulder blade and very deeply into the far side and just dropped the moose. And that was a that was a 50 yard shot. So it's yeah, the penetration on moose has been
1: has been excellent. It it's funny like uh, you know when you do big game, you're taking these further shots like 50, 60. It's not like tree stand hunts where you're kind of 20 and below really. Um, so when we tested, we shot both of our bows, our Bowtechs and our Hoyts out to 60 yards with your broadheads. And you always hear people talk about field point accuracy and broadheads, especially uh, fixed blade broadheads. Now we have properly tuned bows, obviously, and when we put them on, they were hitting dead center of where we wanted them to hit. So I think that's, it, you know, there's kind of like this stigma out there about how fixed blades don't fly like your field points, but that's not necessarily true, right? Right, it has a lot to do with the, the size and the, and the shape, and that was that was the other
2: thing. Um, you know, along with max penetration on elk, the other thing I, I really loved doing was hunting for mule deer. And you know, coming from Wisconsin hunting whitetails, my max range was 40 yards, and that was plenty at that time. But what I learned moving to Colorado and going after mule deer is that I was missing all these opportunities in the 50, 60. 70-yard range, and I just decided to put in a lot of time to into long-range shooting and get my get my shooting to where I can make those longer shots. And in the last, I think, I was thinking the other day, I, I've, got, I've taken Mule Deer here in Colorado six of the last seven years, and they've been, I shot one at 40, but the rest have been between 50 and 65 yards. It just seems like that's how close I often get. You know, they're harder to pattern. Um, a lot of it's open country around here, and so I needed I needed excellent long-range light. and I wasn't seeing that initially with the with the two-blade heads I was testing. And you know, I really want two-blade versus a three-blade because I saw the penetration was so much greater in my testing. It's just it's just the two-blade is, is the way to go there for penetration. But often they weren't flying as well, and a lot of them were longer and wider. And over the years, my broadhead got shorter. the The outer angle is 22 degrees per side, but then at the tip it comes down. 40 degrees per side, so there's kind of this uh, tanto tip, they call it, or a second-angle tip. Well, that shortens the overall length of the blade and surface area, and then they fly they fly much better. They're much less likely to plane um, or be affected by, by crosswinds. So glad to hear you had good results. We have a, a lot of guys, uh, you know, good, good shooters uh, that, that are doing, you know,
1: 60, 80, even 100-yard tight groups with the broadheads. It, it shows, you know, like we, uh, I mean, honestly, when we first picked them up, we thought, okay, here's another broadhead company, we'll go into this kind of cold. Uh, we've heard a lot of good things about them, but obviously we have to do it for ourselves. So when we first started flinging arrows at 60 yards with the broadheads on, we were both really impressed with their flight. And not only that, but the actual penetration we were retaining at 60 yards. Yeah, what, what we had from 20 and then backed up to 60 wasn't that much of a difference. Absolutely. Those broadheads cut through really, really well. So Yeah, a lot of. So we have a lifetime warranty on them, and what we
2: often see is people are blowing through their targets and hitting a rock out there. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> it happens. They have the right target
2: form for sure. They do penetrate much better than, than people are used
1: to. So how does this uh, lifetime guarantee work for, uh, you know, like your customers?
2: Yeah, so if you, if you bend, um, bend or break it, we replace it. Um, and, and the reason we do that is because, in our experience, they don't break on animals. You know, you can hit a heavy bone, and uh, you might need to resharpen or touch up the edge, but it's not bent or broken. It still spins true. And, and we, you know, our, our broadheads are expensive, though. We sell them three for $100, so they're two to three times the cost of other broadheads out there, but you really get what you pay for. You know, a majority of our selling price is actually just the materials, manufacturing processes that go into it, and so I think to help justify people that it's worth that much money, um, yeah, we give a lifetime guarantee. It's, well, we've we've gotten some back from people hitting rocks and things, and we, we don't really want you to, you know, shoot two into each other in a target or shoot three target into a rock, um, but... Certainly, if you're shooting at an animal and um, you blow through it and hit a rock, you know, we we replace everything at this point. I think we'll, you know, we cost two or three times more than others, but they last. You know, a lot of the retail broadheads just shooting through targets for a while and and they're, you know, you're bending blades and things like that with them.
1: Well, I think it, it's kind of a it's one of the selling features for us because you know we both here used to shoot expandables and you know. It, even if the initial cost is cheaper we always would have to buy replacement blades or even if we destroyed the ferrule then we have to get a whole new broadhead entirely so i think you know that warranty is above and beyond what anyone can really expect for a broadhead especially if it lasts as long as we know it will right
2: right we've had guys um one guy told me he's shot 70 deer now with the same broadhead um we had a guy Well, i a few years ago i shot two elk with the same broadhead that year i didn't actually mean to but i blew through a a cow it was um 54 yard shot right where i wanted to and zipped through her and stuck in the dirt beyond her um and i had a cow in a bull tag that year and picked up the broadhead and it was still shaving hair i put it in my quiver and i accidentally grabbed that one a week later when i shot a big bull and yeah i went right through that bull too and killed him quickly and we even had a guy go to Africa a few mm-hmm. weeks back. He shot a cape buffalo and an eland with the same broad head. <laughs> oh, I probably would have grabbed different one, but he said he just uh, he killed the cape buffalo, he touched it up a little bit,
1: and he used the same one for his uh, eland. That's um, awesome. A few days later. That's funny. It's uh, it's definitely good to see something like that. I, I think Cam and I were both excited. Cam kind of brought it up and said, "Hey, like these guys are going to be at the ATA show. You know, Iron Will's going to be there." And I was like, "Okay, cool," and like both of us were just kind of blown away by the quality that we had there and when we were speaking with Dallas I think we got a sneak peek at it on your website right now you have the ultra light hunting knife coming soon um, I think right. we got a sneak peek of it there I don't want to say what it looked like or anything because it's not on the website fully yeah. yet but uh, you guys are coming okay. out with a knife yeah, now that, yeah that's fine um, we
2: are I'm doing a final iteration and I'll have, I'll have those in, in a few weeks here but I've been working on that for a couple of years what I've what I think was missing out there um, was an ultralight backpack, you know, hunting knives. I do a lot of hunting where I'm backpacking in several miles and staying back there for a week. And so, you know, keeping things um, light is important. And I I was having a hard time finding a good premium um, blade, knife blade. It was also ultralight. So, and, and I'd done all that work on getting A2 tool steel, extremely sharp and also tough. And so I... I'm using that same um, steel sharpening process now on a on an ultralight knife. So it weighs about one ounce and it holds an edge well enough. I um, I was able to fully skin, quarter, debone an elk and a mule
0: deer with the same same one ounce knife without touching it up in between. So it holds an edge really well too. That's awesome. These are exactly the stories I was hoping to get out of today's podcast because. We, we totally need uh, more people in the industry to, to see and hear about these broadheads and uh, some more of the products that you're carrying.
1: I see on the website you guys have carrying cases for the broadheads and double-sided sharpening stones. Can we kind of touch on those and, you know, for people who are going to purchase it through your website, what they're uh, going to get, basically?
2: Yeah, so for that uh, travel case, um, I actually met guys from SKB at the ATA show um, a year ago, and talking about doing a broadhead case together, so it's an SKB um, case, and then they've uh, I've specked out the special foam um, that I and the way I want it to hold a broadhead so it clamps on the on the faces of the broadheads, doesn't touch the edges. Um, so it's a it's a military spec, um, waterproof, dustproof um, case, and it holds uh, holds six broadheads. And if you buy so we sell broadheads in a six pack. If you get, if you buy a six pack, um, you basically are getting the case at cost uh, when you when you order it that way. And that's become actually
1: our most popular item is a a six pack of broadheads in that SKB case. That's awesome. We uh we've known SKB well, like we know they make the best bow cases out there. So when I saw they were making your guys broadhead cases, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Like I already know they make good products, and now it's going to hold a great product inside, right? <laughs> Right, yeah, I've had Esky
2: bow cases um, for years and an Arrow case too, and so I was pretty excited when they agreed to work with me and custom build something uh, for us. So, yeah, I think you'll like it.
1: Yeah, I think we're super excited to get them. Um, Now, the other thing that I saw was really cool is you guys offer engraving on your broadheads?
2: We do. We do. We have both um, a metal engraver and a wood engraver um, at the factory, so we we do offer custom engraving. Um, So each each broadhead... um, comes in an individual wood box unless you buy the six pack and then they come in that SKB case but and we give you the option of either engraving something on the wood box or or on the the blade itself or both so that's what that's actually um it was my partner's idea he's uh he's kind of got the marketing background and he thought it'd be cool I didn't I didn't actually think that many people would want to do it but surprisingly a lot of people do you know a lot of people like to put some saying on there or something that just uh just gives them that extra motivation i think uh when they're out hunting it's um it's become pretty
1: popular well it's pretty personalized too and if it's not too uh like personal what's the funniest engraving you've got asked on your broadhead like has anyone put anything <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous on there well just before christmas
2: somebody put the grinch across that was really
1: <laughs> possible, <but laughs> that's pretty funny i like that but um yes yeah. It, uh, you know there's been people's names
2: um yeah there's quite a few funny ones i can't can't think of them all at this point but there's been a, a lot of different things and on the wood box we leave it a little more open to how much you want to put on there so you know one one uh lady wrote her husband uh you know just about wrote him a letter on the wood box <laughs> <laughs> that's funny there's lots of options yeah.
1: so uh but, as of right now where can our listeners get their hands on Iron Will Outfitters. I know we're kind of we've been talking about some stuff, but as of right now, where can they go?
2: Yeah, it's mainly through our website, IronWillOutfitters.com. Um, we sell, so we sell directly through the website. There, we are in a handful of dealers um, carry them, but really, we've priced we're priced more for direct to consumer. There's just not a lot of margin there. We're trying to give you the best, you know, quality materials, manufacturing processes without without a lot of markup. You know, and typically in retail, lot um, of manufacturers are selling retail, there's a big markup there. And then they're also trying to, the manufacturing costs has just got to be a small percentage of their selling price to retailers. So you don't have a lot of money left for, for good quality um, materials or processes. So anyways, we do have uh, around maybe 10 or so dealers you know, nationwide. So some of them we are working with to, um, to come up with an agreement. But um, most part, it's just online
1: with us that's, that's nice and easy though you know it's one website for people to go to and check out and, and like we've checked it out already we're super excited to put it in an order for us because you know we have the ones that you were uh so generously let us test which we want to say thanks for by the way um but now we're you know we're going to get our own and get lots of them so oh we just got to stock the quiver now <laughs> yeah cam just got a <laughs> new quiverizer, so you can hold i think 11 arrows if he does the quivalizer and the other side quiver so <laughs> we need a lot <laughs> so that sums up a lot of the
0: things I wanted to hear from Iron Will Uh, thanks again Bill for joining us Um, we will be posting this via Instagram Facebook we'll post as well uh, your website URL for people to go and check out your broadheads is there anything concluding you wanted to ask Bill
1: no I learned a lot from you Bill uh, it's great for us to test the product and kind of know the people behind the company now Um, you know I feel a lot more comfortable buying it like I'll, I used to shoot a expandable before all this, and I never knew who owned that company, so it, it, it's kind of reassuring to talk to you and find out the real hard details about your broadheads, so I just want to thank you for coming on, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure, Bill. Well, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I um, appreciate it,
2: and let me know how your hunts go this year. I'd love to get some feedback on, on how they work on moose
1: for you. Oh, 100%, and uh, honestly, at this point, I might just throw them through a <laughs> spring turkey first, <laughs> just because I want to use them. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to put him through a bunch of animals this year, as, uh, as cold as that might sound.
0: Appreciate the call, Bill, and uh, we'll definitely give you updates throughout our hunting season. Good luck this year to you, too. Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. That was awesome, man. That was incredible. So many good little tidbits.
1: Us just learned a little bit about his world, mm-hmm. and it, it's just awesome. Like, I Right now, in front of me, I have a V100 that we got, and they're... Stupid sharp yeah. after all the testing we did, and we shot these things a bunch.
0: Oh, uh, I like absolutely a dozen times.
1: Yeah, and I think they're awesome designs. You can go, guys, can go check them out on their website. The little bleeder blades they have on them, Are I've lethal. always been lethal. a fan. I've been a yeah. f- huge fan of bleeder blades for a long time, and these things look badass. So. Not only do they look good,
0: they performed well. But one thing I think you had mentioned there, um and that that was the biggest takeaway for me. Was being able to sit down and bill giving us the time and just being in contact, you know, we've shot rage many, many oh, yeah. years we've shot Muzzy, and not once do you know or
1: really, you know where it comes from. You know, sometimes you get like a like from their Instagram in right. group, whatever. If you shoot them a DM, good luck ever again to response. Yeah. those you know those companies that just pump out broadheads, like it's nothing. but yeah. i I like the guys that. You know, sit down and tell you why their performance is better. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like why we use titanium mercury product stabilizers. Sam actually takes the time to tell you why it's a better stabilizer, yeah. and Bill did the exact same thing with broadheads.
0: Yeah, again, we're just—I'm never going to use something that we're not going to put in our uh, our lineup for our hunting season.
1: No, and I'm not joking. I think I might actually go try to shoot a turkey with one of these. Absolutely. I, I know they're more than enough. Like, there's enough lethality to kill it. But, just, uh,
0: just let Bill know. Yeah, lifetime warranty <laughs> kicks in right meow. Hey, I know they pass right through, meow.
1: I know they pass through moose and elk and deer, but they also pass through turkeys. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should go like shoot squirrels. with it, a It's wall.
0: the next holler over it's where <laughs> you're going to find your
1: arrow. No, they're they're awesome broadheads though, and uh, yeah, you know Bill is super knowledgeable, and I learned a lot.
0: Yeah, I, like I, can't, I can't wait to see uh, some of the other products he comes out with. And yeah.
1: And, this uh, chair,
0: by the way, is just unbelievably creaky. Oh yeah, we're
1: recording, not in the podcast room, we're actually at my house this time. Yes, we, this is, a uh, had to crunch time, get yeah. in
0: there, uh, Bill's actually on different time zone than we are, so. And he's calling all the way from work. Colorado. Yeah, no, we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome, so, um, you, got, you know, we strongly suggest you go check them out, their website, com, their Instagram, everything about them is awesome, and. You know, I'm going to stand behind the products we like, and I'm more than happy to stand behind Iron Will Outfitters.
0: On another note, after that amazing first 40 minutes of good info, our giveaway is now closed. Yep. The, uh, we will be announcing the winner on Friday.
1: Yeah, we'll do it on the next podcast.
0: Winners, I should say. Winners.
1: Yeah, because there's, uh, there's three this time.
0: There's going to be three known prizes. Yep. There's going to be two unknowns.
1: Yeah, and so next episode. <laughs> make sure you listen to the next episode because the winners will be announced on that. So And we'll Th- do a post, obviously.
0: Thanks, guys, for tuning in and listening to Bill. I hope you have all taken something from that. And definitely, as mentioned, go check their stuff out. We will see you guys on next week's episode of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit.